Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. It's Thursday, October 26th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Since the violence between Hamas and Israel exploded this month, St. Louis area residents siding with Palestinians and Israelis have taken to the streets. It's dangerous and it's scary. And nobody feels safe. While they share concern for loved ones, they have different views on the U.S. government's response. We will have that story in just a few minutes. Missouri Speaker of the House Dean Plocker continues to be under fire after receiving reimbursements for expenses already paid by his campaign. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports. Plocker is facing bipartisan calls to step down after the Missouri Independent reported he received reimbursements from the Missouri House on travel expenses already paid for by his campaign. Plocker says the expenses amount to mistakes and added he's paid the money back. During a press availability on Wednesday, Governor Mike Parson says Plocker needs to be upfront with Missourians about what happened. Right now what I do know is it sounds like he's paying it back, what I do know, and he needs to figure out if he's going to have the trust of the people. I don't know yet. I think it's too early to be able to tell that. Plocker is one of several GOP candidates running for lieutenant governor. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. A congressional ethics panel is recommending the dismissal of complaints against Congresswoman Cori Bush's campaign. Several conservative groups filed those complaints because Bush's now husband did security work. The Office of Congressional Ethics unanimously suggested those complaints be dismissed. Federal law allows campaigns to pay family members as long as their work constitutes fair market value. In a statement, Bush says the Office of Congressional Ethics actions are, quote, welcome and long overdue. A measure to let Illinois legislative employees unionize has cleared the state house and is on its way to the Senate. Alex Degman reports. It passed after House Speaker Emanuel Chris Welch offered changes to address some but not all of his employees' concerns. For example, employees would only have to give five days notice instead of 30 if they're going to strike. But Welch says they still can't strike in months where legislative session days are scheduled. And that covers more than half the year. This is a nod toward recognizing a union. But in this unique space, there are some things that we have to consider. And so we give them that right to strike, just not during months or session days are scheduled. The Illinois Legislative Staff Association says an agreement is within reach. A Senate spokesperson says they look forward to reviewing the proposal. I'm Alex Dagman. Illinois lawmakers will not be overriding Governor J.B. Pritzker's veto of an energy bill. The measure would have allowed downstate utilities, including Ameren, to have first dibs over the construction of new power lines. The governor vetoed it, saying it would eliminate competition and lead to higher electricity rates. The bill's sponsor, Democrat Larry Walsh, disagrees. But in my viewpoint, the simple fact of the matter is, is transmission lines and the electric grid is a regulated monopoly, has been, and always will be. But Walsh is dropping his effort to override the veto, saying he'll work to educate colleagues on the issue and file a new version of the bill in the spring. Members of the Illinois Brotherhood of Electrical Workers say the measure would prevent private, out-of-state utility companies from monopolizing transmission projects. 
Affinia Healthcare will open a clinic in Ferguson next week to help lower health disparities in North St. Louis County. The nearly $10 million facility will be led by three black women doctors. As St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports, one says representation matters when it comes to caring for black communities. Dr. Christia Abernathy dreamed of taking care of patients in St. Louis. She grew up in North St. Louis County, and as a child, she saw how great the need was for black doctors in the area. The family medicine physician says if there were more doctors like her in the community, then it could have prevented some adverse health conditions. The Ferguson location will offer dental services, women's health care, pediatrics, and behavioral health. Abernathy says the clinic will improve access to health care for black residents. We want them to be educated. We want them to be healthy and live the best lives that they can. The clinic also will help people enroll into Medicaid. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. In the days since violence between Israel and Hamas exploded, people in the St. Louis region have taken to the streets, prayed, held rallies, and lobbied their local governments. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports. The region has been in crisis since October 7th, when Hamas launched an attack on Israeli settlements near Gaza. Israeli Defense Forces responded by bombing the Palestinian territory for weeks. Days after the violence erupted, nearly 2,000 people rallied in downtown St. Louis. Lena Ramadan has family in Gaza and was one of those calling for an immediate ceasefire and humanitarian aid for Palestinians. I have in-laws right now that we're hoping that they stay safe. It's dangerous and it's scary. And nobody feels safe. The calls for peace and aid were paired with anger and outrage for the United States government's support for Israel. Naveen Ayesh is the government relations coordinator of the Missouri chapter of American Muslims for Palestine. She says the region's history of violent conflict stems from Israel not acknowledging Palestinians' rights. People have been deprived of their basic human rights and integrity and dignity for so long. And this is why you are seeing enough is enough. This is ethnic cleansing. On that same day, just 15 miles away at the Jewish Federation of St. Louis in Kreef Corps, a few hundred people rallied to show support for Israel. Johnny Weiss, whose grandfather was a survivor of the Holocaust, is worried about members of her family who live in Israel near Gaza. She also says Hamas actions have left her in a state of despair. I think the first night when I really understood everything that was happening, honestly, I cried. And that was probably the first time I truly, truly cried. After everything that's gone on in Israel and having family there, this is something that really has struck a chord with so many people in terms of just the inhumanity that we've witnessed. Hamas killed more than 1,400 people in the attacks and took 200 hostages. It also launched a barrage of rockets on Tel Aviv. Israeli forces have killed more than 5,000 people, about half of them children, according to estimates by the Gaza Health Ministry. Israel has also implemented a total blockade of the territory. Steve Tamari is a member of the St. Louis Palestine Solidarity Committee and also a Middle East and Islamic history professor at Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville. He says he mourns the death of all civilians, but Israel's response has been out of proportion. Tamari says he's shocked by the U.S. support for Israel. Uh, the immediate cozying up to Israel and uh, 
Frankly, what I see is complicity in the war crimes that Israel is committing now in Gaza. Most of the large public demonstrations have been to support Palestinians bombarded during Israel's attacks on Hamas targets and their decades-long struggle for a Palestinian state. Comments by members of Congress who represent the St. Louis region have largely supported Israel and condemned Hamas. But Congresswoman Cori Bush called for, quote, ending U.S. government support for Israeli military occupation and apartheid. On October 16th, she introduced a resolution that called for an immediate ceasefire. In St. Louis, Second Ward Alderman Tom Oldenburg introduced a resolution last week in support of Israel, quote, as it defends itself against the barbaric war launched by Hamas. About 40 people sat through the three-hour meeting, hoping to oppose the proposed resolution, only to be turned away until a yet-to-be-scheduled committee meeting. Local supporters of Palestinians say they will continue to speak out against that resolution and any other ways local leaders support Israel without listening to Palestinian voices. I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Casares and Brian Heffernan were the main editors on that report. St. Louis's Major League Soccer team will play its inaugural playoff match this weekend against Kansas City. City SC has stunned the soccer world by becoming the first MLS expansion team to win its regular season conference title. I asked General Manager Diego Gigliani and Chief Experience Officer Matt Siebeck if they were surprised by the team's success. We're surprised, certainly, on and off the field. I think St. Louis is a, is a city that's been ready for Major League Soccer for quite some time. And I think, you know, going into it, we knew uh, that it would be embraced with open arms. But I, I think it's been everything we expected and more. Yeah, and this is Diego here. I, I wanted to make sure that Matt spoke first because at the end of the day, Matt's been really around here for many, many years as has been, and has been a key part of the creation of what everyone sees today. You know, I only arrived three, four months ago. I didn't come here expecting a first year uh, of so much success. It's obviously a very welcome surprise, but with any success, there also come some new challenges. Uh, so we're, we're excited about how the first year is, is, is coming to a close. Very, very proud of what's been done already but super excited about the energy that this creates for the future. So what are some of the unexpected challenges that you just didn't anticipate and all of a sudden there they were? I mean, I think the biggest challenge now is one of expectation management. No one really expected this amount of success in the first year. That bar has all of a sudden been raised for everyone. Sustaining success is a really challenging thing to do in any sports league. So you know, now our goal <laughs> becomes how do we continue to plan for a year two, year five, year 10, and try to replicate a lot of the success of this first year. Matt, I want to go back to before the season started. You did some media tours at the stadium. I was on one of those, and you were like a kid in a candy store showing this place (laughs) off, showing the technology that was there. Did that all turn out the way you expected? Yeah, I mean, we're seeing some incredible validation, you know, even a year into this. um, We tried to really develop a formula that that prepared us for the future, and that was, you know, an investment in technology and and really, I'd say, variety. So we have, you know, the walkout markets through the use of cameras and sensors. You, You walk into a market, you grab what you want, you leave, you don't wait in any line at all. We have a pretty heavy investment in our our mobile app and mobile order ahead. And what is next? I think you see us investing into, you know, local food partners, local music, art, architecture, because all of those things help build a formula of pride. And and I would also add, I mean, going back to that comment around expectation management, I think it's clear that 
we will have seasons that we will lose. We will lose more matches than what we've lost this season. Find me any team in any sports that has been <laughs> able to be consistently successful all the time. What really makes me excited is before even kicking a ball, it was clear how excited the city was to receive a new sports team and specifically a new soccer team with you know, 50,000 uh, season card deposits in 24 hours, you know, breaking records across the country. One of the things that people were telling me all the time was the fans love their sports teams here. They love them. <laughs> in good times and in bad, they're very, very loyal fans. So I, I'm fully uh, hopeful that that will continue helping the team perform because that connection between sports team and fans really does help drive success on the pitch. And of course, success on the pitch helps drive more and more of a virtuous circle. Matt, I want to turn back to you. You've been through a lot getting this organized and seeing it through the first season. What are some memories, some experiences that when you think back just make you go, wow? If you look at the match day experience at City Park, one thing that was a, a bit surprising to us is how, how early fans show up. You can get in and get out of a soccer match in a couple hours. Our fans want to make a half day or a whole day out of it. So that's been really surprising to see. And I think it, again, speaks to the validation of bringing in local food partners. People want to get dinner at City Park. Um, they want to get there early to enjoy music. They want to you know, be there for a couple hours before the actual match begins. So that's been really, really fun to see is just um, not only has our fans embraced it, um, you know, they want more out of it. They want to arrive early and stay late. So that's been really pretty amazing. City SC Chief Experience Officer Matt Sabek and City SC President and General Manager Diego Gigliani. Thank you very much both for joining us. Thanks, Wayne. Okay. Our pleasure. Thanks for having us. City SC opens the postseason against Kansas City Sunday night at City Park. Our Jonathan All was the editor for that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.